Hey Sam, how you doing? I'm good, Cal. But- you- <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> this is the last episode. Spooked me. Spooked me so much. Oh, oh you got a bloody... You got a dumb question or we got some tweets or what are we doing? You excited for Star Wars, Cal? Because uh, I'm bloody excited, I tell you what. I've got a proper dumb question for you. Oh, okay, go for it. Uh, what was the thing... Like, what was the most... The ir- thing is a movie. Shh, shh, shh. What was the most irrational fear you had as a kid? Ooh. Like, what spooked you without any justification? Besides, like, the usual bloody, oh, I was scared of the dark sort of nonsense. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things I was scared of. When I was 12, mm-hmm. I, um... Mum and... Mum had to drop someone off at the airport. Mm-hmm. We were coming home from school. And we lived, lived around the corner from school. We just walked home. Um, and mum should have been back, mm-hmm. but wasn't yet. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and I, I was really like freaked out by that. Mm-hmm. The point thinking very irrationally thinking that our uh, security dial pad on the wall mm-hmm. might also have a built in telephone. I have no reason to think that except <laughs> it does have a dial pad just like a phone. Yeah. Fair enough. Jotting the mobile number. Yeah. Uh, it's not calling. I guess hit the green button. Oh no, that turns on the alarm. Oh no. Great. Oh no. Sat outside till the alarm went off on its own. That's and funny. had to just wait for mum to get back. Because of course she's dropping someone off at the airport. So the flight was just delayed. <laughs> just like something dumb happened. Yep. Yeah. No, fair enough. That was probably the most like irrational, mm. I guess. See, I was looking for something more along the lines of like when I was really little, I remember being scared of like, like it was just a family friend's beard. Yeah, right. Like, just the idea, like, somebody's bearded face would freak me out as a kid. Yeah, And I right. don't know why. I can't even justify it. No hair on your head. You didn't want anyone else to I mean, have any hair I'll, on their head I, either. I did when I was that age. Picks or it very, didn't happen. very small. Picks or it did not happen. I think I do have a picture of me about that age. Um, I, I didn't really have any rational fears as mm. a kid. You got After any rational fears I, now? Uh, weirdly spooky. No, you? no, my fear is of death. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think that's ir- irrational, really. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I keep having recurring dreams of like pulling cockroaches out of my mouth, like crawly bugs. You're scared of scared of cockroaches? Not cow. really. They just make me uncomfortable, and it, it's only recently. It's only in the last sort of five years. Yeah, like I never cared about bugs as a kid. I would play with bugs as a kid. Like they didn't scare me. Even as like a teenager, it didn't bother me. It's yeah. now bugs. as an adult. Bugs don't never scare me, never have. I, think, I catch a bug and put it outside. Like. I think there's a weird thing about your disgust, uh, like your disgust response to things getting stronger as you get older. Yeah. Um, like it's sort of like it peaks when you're like two or three and then dips and then peaks again in your sort of 30s and 40s. Yeah. Yeah. I th- at least I think I remember reading something about that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Except it's not. Because it's scary. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a scary word out there, Cal. Okay. This, that was a terrible way to end this segment, so we should just play the music! Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast, the bell when you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam, and today we're listing out five favourite... Horror movies, Cal. That's the sound of all the clicks we're gonna get from this clickbaity title we've got. Buzzfeed baby. Welcome back to WatchMojo.com forward slash top five spook movies. Movies that make you go bluff. What is the spookiest movie? 
What what spooky movie are you? Follow this oh, link no. to, li- <laughs> to do oh, this quiz to find no. out what spooky movie you are, Cal. I have... Holy shit, he's written it down on paper. Where's your iPad? Because uh, I was at work, so I couldn't just whip my iPad out. You see, at work, I do just whip my iPad out. Um, we should figure out who's going first, because uh, as usual, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve... 13, I think I was 14, more dedicated. 15, 16, 17, 18, Jesus. 19 movies on this list. I was more dedicated to the cull than you were. That makes for a big change. Well, also, I started working on this list today at work. Yeah, but I never had that many. I've got, uh, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah. And I've kind of, as per usual, I've broken mine down into kind of categories. So, well, so that's gonna... what I was trying to do, was trying to narrow down some categories here. Yeah. I couldn't really do um, it. So, like, there's not going to be more than one zombie movie or comedy, horror, or whatever. Well, so that's the other thing. It's like, is it really a horror movie if it's not actually trying to scare you? If it's just got horror-ish themes? The best, like, horror comedy will also have spooky bits, even if they're for a laugh. Well, does Shaun of the Dead have spooky bits? I think Shaun of the Dead genuinely does have some spooky bits. I see. I don't know about spooky bits as much as tense bits. I would count that. But what's the difference between tension and and horror? Because then what's the difference between like a Mission Impossible movie and a horror movie? They're both just building. The tension tension doesn't come from a place of wanting to be fearful, though. But you know, I guess. You, you've convinced me. My yeah, top there's no five, difference. My, my top five horror movies are Mission Impossible 1, 2, 3, Ghost Protocol. Ah, <laughs> oh, except there's six now. So which one do I cut out? The uh, second one. It's not even a question. No, follow Although the second one... terrible. The second one is more fun than the third one, which is real boring. But like, so I guess what I was going to sort of... Like, it, it, again, we come down to like genre is bullshit. So yes, we're going to just course. go with what is colloquially accepted as a horror movie. But if you disagree that one of the things we've listed is a horror movie, fuck you, I don't care. Tweets <laughs> at Video Shop Pod and tell us we're wrong. Yeah, and Also, I'll... tweet us at Video Shop Pod, what are your five favourite horror movies, yeah, as per usual. Uh, heads or tails, Cal? I'll pick tails. Oh, God. Sam, as usual, can't flip a coin. <laughs> Where did he even go? Ro- roll a dexterity check. One. Uh, natural I, one. I had a real coin. I flipped it and it's vanished. Yeah, this is why we have... No, I got it. I got ha- it. This, you should have just picked... Uh, what did flip you it pick? again. I picked tails. It's heads. All right, I'll okay, start. You'll start? Okay. Cool. Um... Fuck, I shouldn't have started. Alright, so I've got one movie on here which is like my, um, my like kind of, sus- my like more suspense than horror yep. movie. Yep, yeah, it's Mission um, Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's Get Out. Yep, 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 fair enough, fair enough. Because uh, cool, I can scratch that off my list, I don't need to talk about that, that narrows this down. <laughs> I don't Do you actually pen. want a pen? Yeah, sure, give us a pen, fuck it. Uh, Great radio. Should work. Wonderful. Get out of here. Get out. Cool. Now I'm going to have to pick something else for my, like, psychological, like, suspense one. Yeah, so that's my psychological suspense one. And it's mostly there because, um, I had such a good experience watching this in the cinema. I think it's genuinely a fantastically written film, Mm -hmm. paced film. The twist is predictable, but still effective. Yep. Um, which you don't often get. Often, if the twist is predictable, you kind of... Well, you, the tension's lost. It's predictable in the way that, like, if you're 
if you know that it's a horror film, you go in looking for what's going to be True. wrong and weird about this whole thing. So you're already off put just by knowing what genre the film is. If somebody said, it's a Jordan Peele comedy, and you went in and it was just like, oh, hey, you know, I voted for Obama like twice. I would have voted for him three times if I could. <laughs> You'd be like, this isn't that funny for a comedy. <laughs> and then you'd be like, whoa, shit, sunken place. Fuck this. Fuck, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, The Sunken Place is also one of the freakiest things I've seen in horror in a long time. Mm. Uh, it's got some, it's got some really dumb jump scares in it. Oh, it does. Um, but uh, like almost all horror does. All horror does, but also like it, it's got so many other suspense moments that 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 the jump scares feel like a homage more than a genuine <laughs> attempt to spook you with a jump scare. Yeah, they're more of a joke. Yeah, it's more like. Because it's so overdone, it's like no music, no. <laughs> Someone's just like thrown a violin at the ground. Yeah, while what you're just watching on screen is like a butterfly flying past. Yeah. Like it's no, it's so not the thing. It's just yeah. it's just Jordan Peele going, "Lol, you jumped." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, my, um, I'm trying to remember the things that I said in my review, my two minute review of Get Out. We also did a po- we did do a podcast on Get Out. Yeah, we did. So we should we should leave links to these sorts of things. And uh, re- remembering that anything that's more than like five minutes old, I'm going to hate. <laughs> uh, I'm going to completely disagree with myself on uh, most of the time. So yeah, the it's the fine. opinions of Cal do not necessarily represent the opinions of Cal. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Mm. Um, but um, there's very little. Um, <laughs> there's so few bad things to say about this movie. Yeah, it's like there's very little. There's there's nothing bad to say. It's on my favorite list. It's just um, and then it kicks off. It builds. It's not too much of it. Like by the end, you're like, "Fuck yeah!" You kill the guy with the, yeah. you know, the antlers. Yeah. Um, and spoilers: the twist with the girlfriend being bad. Oh yeah. Um, so good. And I, I, I mean, I did see it coming, but I almost think seeing it coming, coming makes it more suspenseful because yeah. they're doing that silly moment where she's like, "I don't have the keys. Where are the keys?" And you're like, oh no, she's fucking in on it. She's fu-, like, you're going, yeah, she's yeah. fucking in on it. Yeah. And there's that moment of suspense where you're going and like, he clearly has figured it out and you're like, ah, and you're already freaking out before the twist has happened. And then I don't remember who that actress was, but she, no. she nails like where she's just walking down the road with a gun. Oh like, yeah. Just chasing you oh, down. Oh yeah. Oh. And then the ending with the, like the TSA oh, door open so and you're like, yeah. Oh. Never had like that moment of relief, which you don't get since the beginning of the film. That is something that I think Get Out does that a lot of horror movies should do more often. They play with this idea of being scared to the point where people think that that's that's the only reason you would ever go see a horror film. I think the relief of being safe finally is is something that people would go and see a horror movie for. Yeah. And Get Out delivers that. And I think a couple of old slasher movies sort of do, like when you finally defeat Freddy Krueger or whatever in a in a front of the third... Nah. In a Nightmare on Elm Street. Nah. No? Nah. The first Nightmare on Elm Street ends with a spooky twist. Oh, uh, It doesn't yeah, make any does. sense. But, like, yeah. Um, Scream... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when, has that moment of relief at the end of the movie. Yeah, when the killer's finally dead, and and the same with something more like. I mean, this was on my list, but I was probably never actually going to make it on permanently on the list. I remember seeing When a Stranger Calls, the two thousand and six remake. Oh yeah, when I was a kid, um, and so like seeing that and having it be like, oh, there's an end to this. She doesn't just get killed at the end. Was like was nice. I remember that being like, oh, that's not what I thought horror movies were. 
you know, and yeah. it, it's not the same sort of relief feeling as, yeah. as Get Out no, gives you, but um, but yeah, I, I do think that that's something that more horror should do is yeah, get like use tension as a way to deliver relief better. Yeah, sort of in the same way that like a violent massage, you know, like one that really fucking gets deep into your tissue feels good when they stop. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, um it's uh. It's interesting the original ending they had though, because I think we might have discussed this on air. I'm not sure because I don't remember. So I got the original script for it, or I I don't think it was the it was an earlier draft though. Yeah. Um, and in the end, it's not a TSA car that comes up. The police rock up and he gets arrested. And the final scene is his TSA agent friend in a cell room with him, going, "You didn't do this. I like mm. I know you didn't do this. We gotta like you're mm. gonna go to prison for the rest of your life." And he's like, "Yep." And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. It's a real downer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm glad they didn't go with that. And I know a lot yeah. of people who pref- actually who th- prefer that ending. I think it's... Yeah. And I get a spooky ending to a horror movie, but sometimes I, th- I think that moment of relief is better because it makes you remember the stress you had earlier mm. rather than re- like just having another level of stress. Because I think... Like, if we look at... Any form of art as a way of delivering concentrated emotions yeah. into you, like the whole point of listening to like uh, of listening to like rock metal and like up music is to make you feel more energized, yeah. you know. And then there's relaxing music that's specifically designed for the opposite. I think that there's a there's an argument to be made for dread, yes, uh, as something that people might actually want, um, but that doesn't necessarily have to be part of the horror cocktail. Well, and it doesn't have to... It means that the release can also just be just as rewarding and make you remember the movie. Mm. Think Dunkirk. That mm. ticking... When that ticking finally stops, you let yeah. out a breath you didn't even realise you were holding. Yeah. If it kept ticking and it kept ticking, you mm. wouldn't have that conscious recognition that you let out a breath. Mm. Like, it's that moment that makes you realise, like, geez, I'm coming down from that stress now. Yeah. It actually makes you register that you were stressed. Yeah, and so I think that, like, I think that if anything, it, like, I, I think we've actually come up with a really good um, definition of genre. Genre being a cocktail of emotions yep. that you're trying to put forward to somebody. So, um, so like, an action movie is tension excitement excitement yeah but it's like it's a it's a positive release of tension yeah and so you need to build that tension with certain ingredients drop it again with other ingredients usually comedy you know and yeah so and like the tension often comes from the excitement in those movies yeah yeah and so like um so you can so that does blur the line ingredient yeah. wise between um action movies and like thriller movies and horror movies it's almost in the same way that like cakes are very similar to muffins, pancakes, uh, croissants, like all these other baked things because they all just have the same ingredients just delivered in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should be talking about movies more often as what uh, mood are they trying to give you? Yeah. Because because uh, of different. Yeah, I agree. Because. Mm. Success being based on that would be very different based on other than based on other things. Mm. Um, what was the first thing on your list? Oh, fuck! Ah! You had all this time to decide, ah! Cal. You had well, one job. I mean, the only other sort of psychological horror movie I had on here... Um, 
Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Fuck it. Was Saw. Okay. Saw's actually a really good movie. I, I remember the first one being really good, but it was also the second one that I got really cheap on DVD, so that's what I've seen the most of. Is that the one that falls into the, like, pit of needles? Needles, yeah. That's horrible. That's the one where they go full on, oh, what was marketable about this is all the traps. Yes. So let's just make all the traps a thing. Yeah, and it's not terrible, the sequel. No, because they still play on, why are you all here? And there is this big, like, mystery to solve. And it ties into the first one nicely in mm. the end, too. And I think that, like, where where we're talking about sort of, like, tension and, and fear building up as a, yeah. as a mood of this movie, it does it in one big overarching build and release. Yeah. Amongst a bunch of smaller ones. Yeah. So each trap is its own microcosm of rise and fall of tension. But also the main story and figuring out who... Like, why everybody's there, including yeah. the people who have died that we can't get any more information from. Yeah. Like, that or are all... they dead? Spoilers. Yeah, they're all... Most of them. Most of no, them that dead. guy in the first one's not dead, remember? Oh, the guy in the first one's not dead. No, sorry. In Saw 2, everybody who dies, dies. But... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so, like... <laughs> are you I just okay? twigged something in my back. <laughs> oh, I'm so old. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we should get better chairs for this. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, donate to us on Patreon so we can afford <laughs> chairs that don't uh, that aren't weird saw traps that kill us. Oh god, no kidding. It was very fitting timing. <laughs> ah, I'm fine. I need to go um, for a run. Yeah. So like, I, I do. I do like the ingredient in horror movies of adding a mystery and a puzzle to solve. Yeah, it often makes the makes it more engaging rather than just a straight up slasher. Well, cuz it it distracts you from when you're going to get scared, so a jump scare doesn't feel so cheap. Yeah. If you're sitting there going, "Okay, so why is this happening? Why did that person say this thing or be a part of this thing and then but and then it gets you." Yeah. You feel like, "Ah, fuck, you got me, you bastard." That's Not- why the saw movies stop working. Yes, because it became more about, "Oh, let's just watch this um this this woman's rib cage get torn apart, as if anyone really cares about that. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's not what makes Saw. Good. A lot well, of people like that, but they're I, wrong. Because I think what like the reason the traps became an interesting thing is because it was something that you talked about. You yeah. were like, could you do this? And yes. what would your trap be? Yes, if it was built around your um, your sins. You know? Yeah, what yeah. was your what would yours be? Cal? Oh, fucking sloth. <laughs> it'd be like, oh, to get out of here, you've got to walk up this gentle slope. <laughs> and I'd be like, ah, curse you! <laughs> um, but, like, there was those things about, like, um, like, they put a, like, I think it was a pedophile, and they were, like, so uh, who would, like, cut on the kids. Yeah. And so he had to crawl through, like, razor wire to get to the key to get out of the thing before the, um, before the gate closed, and he was trapped in there, and he would just bleed out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and it's like, some of those were, like, not as interesting as others. Yes. Um, and I remember, like, cause, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember enough of the specific traps and why they were... And I think that's actually just a testament to how unmemorable a lot of the rest of the traps are in the Saw movies. But it's also, it's a testament to, like, I mean, like, I, I, I just haven't seen it in a very long time. Because Saw... The trap in the saw is the saw. Will you hack off your own leg to mm. escape? Mm. That shit's fucked up. Mm. Yeah, and like, because traps weren't really a thing in the first one. 
you know, and then they then they build it all around these traps. Like it's so weird that that became the thing that people hooked onto. But it, it makes total sense when you think about the conversations that people were having, yeah, and building the traps around like what could you feasibly do? Like what would you expect someone to be able to do, but is still horrifying enough? Yeah. So pushing the limits of what a person is capable of is an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a horror movie. No. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a dumb question at the start of the video shop podcast. Yes. It's a, yes, it's it a is. what would you rather, you know, it's a dumb thing like that. Um, yes, it is. It's but, pretty shallow as, an, as a concept. But Thor, Thor, Saw stuck with me yeah. for, for as long as it did to the point where it was the only psychological sort of uh, horror movie on this list. And it's iconic and it probably bears mentioning. I, it's not on my any of my optional lists, well, so and again, I'm glad you I, mentioned it. I'm being, I want to be very clear here. That saws your favourite movie and you like seeing people get cut open. Half-ass this list to the point where I've probably only used half of a half-ass to make this list. I've just basically written down all horror movies that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just gone with the flow of the conversation. We'll see what happens next. But I okay. don't have very much more to say. Alright. Great. Um, should have thought about my next one. Yeah, yeah, funny that. It's almost as if while you're having a conversation, it's really right, hard so to... Alright, so my next category is like a cabin in the woods type category but not cabin in the woods it's not cabin in the woods because you used it as the overarching term for the category yeah and now do you mean comedy no or do you mean subversion of genre Uh, no so I mean I mean (laughs) the story cabin in the woods oh I see (laughs) so evil dead (laughs) well here's the thing so there's there's a couple and actually a lot of them are comedies cabin in the woods stories you got Cabin in the Woods, which is brilliant. You got yeah. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Which I haven't seen. Which it might you might actually like. I'm sure I would. Alan like Tudyk's great. Um, and you've got Evil Dead and you've got Evil Dead 2, both of which are kind of comedies and unique films. Yes. Neither of which are my choice here. Yeah. Um, and the one I'm going to choose is yeah. not a Cabin in the Woods story. Okay, great. So I'm glad uh, we went down this rabbit hole. It's uh, it's Army of Darkness. It's the third Evil Dead movie. Of course. The only one I haven't seen. <laughs> Um, so, this is controversial, but Army of Darkness is my favourite of the Evil Dead and movies. I think, probably fair enough, from what I've heard, it's it's the most leaning into it just being completely fucking ridiculous as a... And the second one does that too, but, um, again, I, this is not a common opinion, I think the second one's the worst one. I, I think there's just no point really watching the first one. Well, that's the thing. Well, actually, it's, it's, there's either no point watching the first one or the second one. Like The second one leads into Army of Darkness directly. Yes. But Army of Darkness starts with a recap that you can kind of just go, alright, so that's an alternate ending. <laughs> In hindsight, Ash vs. Evil Dead being a TV show instead of a series of movies makes way more sense because yeah. those movies did a previously on Evil Dead at the it's start every, of every movie. Every one, yeah. yeah, like, um, yeah. Here's the thing, and this is my problem with Evil Dead 2, is I actually really like Evil Dead. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a great icon for cult filmmaking. Mm. Um, it, it's, it, it was clearly meant to be serious and they're like, ah, we've made a mistake here. It's a horror movie now. <laughs> um, and the way it was made and everything. And it's just, it's iconic. So many movies have then gone on to just be evil dead ripoffs. Yeah. Like, this was made on a shoestring mm. by just a couple of guys. Like by the end of the movie, no one was there. Half the cast got fucking hypothermia. Mm. They had to burn furniture in the cabin while they were shooting in order to stay warm. Fucking hell. Like, it's insane, and the movie is brilliant. Like, it yeah. all comes 
comes across in the film by the end. Mm. Um, and I like it more than Evil Dead 2, because Evil Dead 2 does that again. It does Evil Dead again at the start of it. Yeah, that's what makes me think that I, that one or the other... Doesn't exist. Do- doesn't need to exist. And it, it's the answer's the first one. But I like the first one more. Even though all the iconic stuff is in the second one. Mm. The Dead by Dawn, the Chainsaw Hand, that's all from the second one. But... Mm. Yeah, that's shit in the third one, too. Yeah. And in the third one, he travels back in time <laughs> to medieval days. Yeah. And he fights, like, the, necrom- the Necronomicon back in the day, mm. back in the fucking Dark Ages. Yeah. Where it's summoning, summoning, like, skeleton armies and shit. Yeah. And it's stop motion, it's puppetry. Yeah. It looks brilliant. Yeah. It's a great looking film. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's ash. He builds, like... A, like, steampunk robot hand. Yeah. He's still uh, got his car. Like, it's yeah. nonsense, and I love it. Mm. And it's, um... It's my favourite... And the ending, there's two endings. One of... Both are great in their own right. Yeah. Um... Should I tell you, or are you going to watch this at some point? Uh... No, nah, just tell me. It doesn't matter, because I'm sure... It's the sort of movie that, like, it doesn't matter if you know what happens... You'll enjoy it because of what is like how it gets there and what how ridiculous it is. So to get back to his time, yeah. he uh, he's given a potion that if he has a drop, a couple of drops of it, it'll put him asleep for a decade, so he doesn't age for that time. Right. So that he can get back to his time. Yeah. Um, Ash being Ash in the original. This is the original ending they made, and then they had to change it to the other one. Yeah. Ash being Ash, he took a couple of drops of it. Mm. Uh, and he's like, that was enough, right? No, maybe one, one more. He miscounts. Yeah. And he wakes up, he crawls out of the cave, he walks outside, and the world is just over. <laughs> it's like the apocalypse. <laughs> he gets down on his knees and he's like, I slept too long. <laughs> it's so no. fucking funny. And so it's just a stupid cliffhanger. Yeah. In the, uh, the audience, the studio was like, that's a bit of a downer, eh? So yeah. make another ending. Um... And the actual theatrical ending was he gets back to his time and it's this scene of him like working in like a department store selling appliances. Yeah. And I think he kills a... I don't know. I like the other ending better. Mm, but um, but the theatrical ending sounds like what's canon with... Well, that's what then kind of turns into Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. Although nothing's canon. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first movie I was going to say, canon. the first movie isn't canon. Yeah. But... but but if you watch, if you watch Ash vs Evil Dead, it only references the first movie. So is just the first movie canon? <laughs> I don't know, Cal. Well, wait, hang on, because he has. Does he have two hands at the start? Yes. Of Ash vs Evil. No, Dead? he doesn't. No. So it's, technically, it should be the second one. But, but you at see, the, the end f- of the second one, he gets sent back in time. Yeah. So the third one has to be canon if the second one's canon. Yes. So nothing's canon. Correct. <laughs> In the first one, he burns the necrocomer. Ne- necro- yeah, 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 yeah. It's straight up like burnt to a crisp. It doesn't oh, exist anymore. God damn it. Um, I kind of like how they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, it's one of those things that like it really isn't about what's happening or anything. No. It's, it's just about the journey. It's just about, Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You're like, you're watching this for the journey with Ash. Mm. Like, those are the key elements to this series. And it's mm. why the Evil Dead remake didn't really work. Yeah. Um, from all accounts, it's just a good horror movie. Yeah. But it doesn't have any of the charm or fun mm. um, kind of camp that evil that evil dead is loved for because i think human beings are inherently attracted to flaws yes 100 percent. like 
because we we find we find symmetry more attractive in mates, but when we talk about like what we really love about them, it's always the shit that pisses us off just a little bit. True perfection <laughs> is off-putting. Yeah, it's yeah. why we don't like robots. Yeah, it's uncanny valley shit. Yeah, yeah. so you, you like you you either need to be actually perfect. Yeah, or not at all perfect. If you if you come in close but not quite hitting the mark, it's just fucking weird and throws your brain out of whack. Um, and I think Army of Darkness gets all that dumb shit just right. There's yep. a scene where the Necrocom- Necronomicon is fucking with him and makes like a like tons of little versions of him. He like yes. has to crush him. I think I have seen this movie. I was, I'm sure you would have seen it. I'm oh, sure it would have made so you. so dumb. And then they merge into like big evil ash. Yeah, and yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Because then that's like a recurring antagonist for a little bit, isn't it? Or does he just... For the rest of the movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't... Oh, man. Yeah, I definitely have seen this movie, but I I must have just watched it like at (laughs) 5am. Because Evil Dead, I'm like, Evil Dead's the best one. Yeah. But Army of Darkness is my favourite. Okay. So that's kind of how I've gone there. Fair enough. Most people say Evil Dead too, but that's fine. Uh, I get it. But yeah, most people are wrong. Okay. Um, what do you got, Cal? So, I really don't know exactly what to do next because nothing really flows from that. I have a sort of, like... I wouldn't necessarily call it an irrational fear, mm. um, but I find it really off-putting whenever there's proper and well-done body horror in in a movie. Yeah. So... I had a I had a list here of like um, Slither. Oh yeah, uh, that that movie where yeah. with, it has Nathan Fillion and the woman who fucking eats a bunch of roadkill till she's the size of a barn and then explodes. That is just burned into my brain. <laughs> it's disgusting. I haven't seen it, and it oh, it throws my fucking brain out of whack, man. Even District Nine when he's pulling his own teeth out and he's yeah. sort of got prawn features coming through makes me want to vomit. The Fly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Have you seen The Thing? No, I haven't seen The Thing. Oh, jeez, we should watch The Thing. <laughs> now oh. I definitely don't want to watch it. The Thing's fucking great. It's on my list. I'm not sure if I'm going to place it, but it but, bears mentioning. So, like, if I was just going to go with the one that, like, really makes me throw up, it'd be Slither. Um, but the one... Like, because Overlord doesn't actually do it very much. But Overlord. when it does, it was a jump scare to me. I was going to say, because they, they, they just murdered people for that movie. Yeah. I don't see how they could make... That, yeah, like... That's so real. The woman's head on the on the metal spine, screaming for help, was like... It wasn't a blur jump scare, but I saw it and went, Ah! 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 <laughs> yeah. I can't handle this. And that's the first time I've ever been, like, genuinely scared. Yeah. In a movie. Overlord was a great film. Overlord was People very good. People didn't like it. I don't understand I don't understand why. either. I mean, it, was a, it was the best video game movie that ever existed. Yes, that, uh, that was probably the problem. Movie. That was probably the problem. I but love it. I don't care. I, don't, I agree. So I, Overlord's my pick. <laughs> Alright, great. I love Overlord. It's a great movie. We did a mini-sode on that one too. Yeah, um, yeah. So you can go check that out. Yeah. Did we do an episode on Evil Dead as well? I think we did. I'm sure we did. We might have even done a... No. Did we do it with Joel Dusha? From oh, no, Sam's no, Radio? No, because we did it for um, Dice Hard with Joel Dusha. We did do it for Dice Hard. Did we, yeah. Have we not done it? I'm sure we did an episode on the video shop. Maybe, though. but we might have done it for the yeah, last Yeah, because we also... 
spoopy ween episodes maybe like the last we didn't of do years. them last year the first we, we've only done two spoopy weens Spook we've only been doing this for three years so it always feels like we've been doing this for like ten years but the whole, my whole life <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this is the fourth year isn't it I don't know <laughs> 2015 <laughs> we started it right March 2015 yeah that sounds right fuck anyway ah <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I probably did pick a movie that really doesn't have a whole lot more to say about why I picked it. Yep. Um, but, damn, like, that movie was just, like, it took a while to get to the point where it was a horror film and not just an action film. Well, it was a, a war action epic that, like, mm. became its... And again, it, it's why I like um, Get Out. It doesn't start with the horror, it builds to it. Yeah. Sometimes if you do too much early on, I just, I become, you know, you become sensitized to it. Mm. The slower build works better, Well, I, I think. I think I said this in the minisode, but like, they play with the mechanics of how the super soldier serum that turns people into zombies actually works. Yeah. Like, it, um, like when you use it on living people, they, they become super soldiers who can't die, who then start looking like zombies when you try and kill them too much. Yeah. Um, and when you use it on dead people, they become zombies. Yeah. So... Interesting. And, and I love the way they played with that, because there are bits where one person's taken... Like, two people are taking the super soldier serum, and they're on opposite sides, and they're duking it out. And then it'll be like, okay, now, soldier, you have to go and do this other thing. And he's like, no, I want to help and stay and make sure we definitely kill this thing. And he's like, no, fuck you. And, like, just put something big and heavy in his way. And it's just like... Well, he can't do anything about that. Like, yeah. there's actual fucking, like, mechanics going on here with how the, the setting is laid out, yeah. what people can and can't do. Yeah, it's things you don't often see that well explored in in a horror movie. It's usually yeah. just, oh, you got to run away from the big spoopy face thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is that a lot of the time. And it just, this it's very effective in this. Mm. Um, yeah, if if you if you are looking for a good sort of soft horror movie to go and watch, Overlord's a good one. Overlord's a good. If you time. like war movies, even I'd say, mm. if you like war movies and horror movies, if if you ever enjoyed a first person shooter single player campaign, this is just you, a mission from that. I was gonna say, if you like World War, if you like Nazi zombies from yep. Call of Duty, yep. you'll love Overlord. Watch yep. it. Perfect. Absolutely um, great recommendation. You have anything else to say on Overlord? I don't think I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a reason we did a minisode on it. Yeah, um, it's because there's not a lot to say on it. It's just a. It's, it's a just bit of a. It's, it's just it, well, and it's just what it is. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. more or less to it. It's just what it is. But there's also not very much to compare it to. Not really. Other video game movies aren't as good. Like the closest thing I can think of is maybe something like The Mummy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but even then, it's like. The Mummy's pretty fucking good. The Mummy is pretty good, and it's nothing like Overlord. Just to be clear, we're not talking about the Tom Cruise Mummy. <laughs> Sorry, I've just killed Cal. Because he thought about the Tom Cruise Mummy movie. Um, <sighs> anyway. Fuck, now I have to come up with my next one. Yeah. So I've got a couple of movies for like that I've put down as like space horror movies, right? Yeah. So The Thing's on there, which is great, and only a recent discovery of mine. Um, I didn't see it. I didn't realize it was a space horror movie. Uh, so it's an spoilers. Well, it's not in space. It's an alien. Yeah, yeah. I put that together. Uh, a Quiet Place. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't know. Have you seen? I Quiet have Place? not seen a Quiet Place. Quiet Place is quite good. A little bit dumb in bits, but John Krasinski is just so fucking charming. John, John Krasinski. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah. And Emily Blunt. They're just, they're great. Yeah, I just can't help but see another guy from another sitcom that everybody's telling me to watch and I don't care. Um, uh, the other one I've got on there is the original, the first Terminator movie, which I count as a horror movie. Yep, fair enough, because um, it is. Yep. But, if we're talking, like, space, space, when I say space, I mean sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's gotta be Alien. Cool, okay, I can scratch that off my list now. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I look at all these other movies and I'm like, these are great. Mm. I wanted to write Alien. Yeah. Like, there was a period of time this year, for those who don't know, doing a degree in screenwriting... I write a feature film this year and initially I'm like I want to write an alien film yeah. I came around to the fact that there's a reason we don't make alien films it's because everyone's tried to make one and they're all bad because none of them are alien yeah yeah um, so I'm not going to do that anymore but mm. like Alien is a phenom- phenomenal film mm. so well made Sigourney Weaver is great yep. the fact that you kind of don't even realise she's the main character to the end mm. um, I saw yep. a great review for it um, it's the sort of thing where like, you can get to the end, you can know very little about her, you're still rooting for her, and you're still glad that she lives. Yeah. And you learn more about her in the follow-up, but... But that's almost to the detriment of the film, I think. Like, they spend a little bit of time being like, oh, let's be sad before the dumb action shooty-shooty bits happen. And it's like, yeah, that it's, it's horrible that, you know, she was in cryo for that long that her daughter grew up and didn't know her and died. Um... There's this review, uh, there's a, a reviewer called Adam Shafto, and he tweeted this saying, So I've been writing reviews for about 10 years. My wife's review of Alien puts everything I have ever written to shame. Alien is a movie where nobody listens to the smart woman, and then they all die except for the smart woman and her cat. Four stars. I assume out of a possible five? See, I might be very misremembering Alien, but I thought that they all sort of just tried different things and it didn't work. No, so so she's like, Particle says we have to keep you in quarantine out there until we know what it is. And they're like, fuck that, we're going to let you in. Everyone's like, let him in. And she's like, no, we can't do that. We don't know what this thing is. Let him in. And then they let him in and everyone died. I do remember that bit. I was thinking more of like... Sigourney Weaver didn't just go, oh, maybe we should just blast out the airlock in the at the start when the alien was first, you know. No, but, like, there. everyone else's... Everyone's ideas were bad. Yeah. It's like, get this flamethrower and I'm going to go into the tunnel and find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe not. Oh, no, I went into the tunnel and I died. Yeah. Because, like, you know, at that beginning scene, that is definitely an accurate thing. It's not a theme of the movie. No, it's not a theme no. of the movie, although it is a re- it's a reoccurring event. In the movie, I would say. It's a reoccurring event in the franchise because it becomes much more of like mm. Sigourney Weaver is the only person who's actually encountered And everyone's like, oh, well, it can't be that bad. We'll use it for military size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's just such a well-told... Like, it's a, such a well-told movie. It's it's a slow burn again. The alien doesn't show up until like halfway through the movie. But again, that's to the film's betterment. Mm. Um, as good as Aliens is, as an mm. action film... It's not... It, it's just well, not the Alien. isn't the same. Because the thing about Alien is that, like, this this thing wouldn't be that hard to kill with a machine gun on, on an army base on a planet. Yep. Like Aliens is. Yeah. It makes it really fucking hard to kill it if you try and do that on a spaceship. I was going to say, a bunch of, like, truckers 
Isol- yeah. and well, it's the isolation. Yeah, it's the like you kill this, it'll literally kill you in the process. Like you can't yeah. let that thing bleed. Yeah, like the alien itself, the xenomorph, is such a iconic alien creature mm. that alone makes the movie you know worth mm. mentioning. And like you can do proper like crazy deep dive, use it as an allegory for political bullshit, where you talk about how like how do you fight an enemy who wants to kill you, but you cannot kill it yeah without at least losing a huge part of yourself yeah like a leg because it's burnt (laughs) off by the acid (laughs) all your blood because it's come flying out your eyes in the vacuum of space Um. yeah and then it's got a great like you know in the end the you know she's got a blast out of the airlock she goes in stasis and the cat lives until it doesn't no, the cat survives the whole way, man. Mm, I'm sh- uh, uh, yeah, I mean... It, that it cat's never died. That cat's lived forever. I mean, did it go into cryo? Yeah. I don't remember what they did with it when she comes out in, in Aliens. She, is, she has it as a pet. She gives it a little pat. It's in Aliens. Yeah, but does it survive till Alien 3? No, because... Well, it hangs around on Earth, 3. so I assume so. Mm. Alien 3 is so bad. Yeah, it is. So bad. Wait, that, that's the Joss Whedon one. No, that's the fourth one. Oh, Alien... Th- that's dumb Alien, bad. Alien 3 is the one that, for some reason, has Paul McGann in it for two seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's set in a prison with and Charles Dance. I was going to say, and they kill off the two other characters that survive yeah. Aliens, like, straight up at the start. So dumb. But, like, I think it could have been interesting to be like, how do you get a whole bunch of people who are not trained to fight these things to fight an oncoming wave of, like, a vastly superior enemy. Like, it could be really interesting. If that was a zombie movie... Well, that's Aliens, though. And it is really good. Yeah. Like... But, but like, yeah, it's... It, but the problem is... was them failing to make Aliens again. No, but in Alien 3, they wanted to make Alien again. There's just one Xenomorph in that movie. Uh, no, there's... I don't think there is. Yeah. Because there's one that comes out of the, the dog or the ox, depending on what yeah, that, uh, thing it is. Yeah, that's the one... I'm pretty sure nope. there's more by the end. Nope. The only thing everybody fucking dies. Yeah, at the hands of that one dog xenomorph. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, because and then at the end, it's that um, the whole time uh, Sakoni Weiner's characters had a special. No, that's that's Alien Resurrection. No, it's not. <laughs> Alien Resurrection's the one where she's half xenomorph because. Um, she kills herself at the end of Alien 3 because she's got a queen embryo inside her. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm mixing those two movies together. One's boring, one's dumb fun. Yeah, the dumb fun one's good. Alien Resurrection's pretty fun. It's set, like, in the far-flung future. Because, like, it's bad. Oh, it's real bad. It's super bad, but it's so good, though. All the characters are at least unique. Um, but there's a bunch of aliens in, like, a prison cell. And they, like, kill one of them. Yeah. So, they, like, it's acid, like, burns them through and it out. It shows the, uh, the xenomorphs being clever. Yeah, and working as a team. Yeah, which is sort of... It sort of goes against it, but, like... That's the thing about the aliens, man. Like, it doesn't matter what you do with them. They're sort of... They're like Daleks. You can just do fucking anything with them and it's okay. It doesn't really fuck with the cannon that badly. Yeah. And they have. Yeah. Oh, they have. They absolutely have. I um, mean... Aliens versus Predator the series is fucking... fucking Covenant. <laughs> that movie can suck oh, a big old like dick. five more of those coming out at some point. No, I hope not. I mean, I, Stop thought, it. I thought they were still in the plans, because fuck, Stop man. It. Covenant was so bad. I, I had one good scene. Because, like, 
just do if if they just did Alien again, like it, if it was like because you know how Mad Max, like you know how Mad Max Fury Road is just Road Warrior again. Yeah, but it's amazing. Yes, if you just did Alien again, different cast of people, still in a spaceship, still just one of them, a couple of different more creative ways to attempt to kill it and fail. Ultimately, get away from her, you bitch, kick it out the airlock, same as every other movie. That'd be fine. That would be absolutely fine. I'm actually totally down for that. <laughs> but no one wants to do that because they're like, eh, we don't want to just like copy Alien 1 again. Even though they absolutely try to do that in other things and just fail miserably. Or even make Aliens again. Yeah. But also, like, Aliens versus Predator. Yeah. The first one, and I know we keep coming back, every time we talk about this, we come back to like, that movie's not as bad as everybody says. It's it actually pretty good, it's I'd totally argue. It's totally fine. Like, it's, it's fine the if worst... you look at it as part of the Predator franchise. Yeah. Well, because Covenant contradicts the timeline. Well, because, because everything contradicts the timeline. Because the aliens are on Earth long before anyone's ever seen them in the far-flung future of space with, yes. with Sigourney Weaver. Don't think about it. Yeah, you can't think about it. You just have to think about it as these are... A, these are different xenomorphs, and they're like they're not part of that world. They're part of the predators. World. This is an alternate time, like this is a parallel dimension where the xenomorphs also exists, but with, the, with predators, the predators. Yeah, well, I'd be totally fine with just rolling that into the canon of the predators. That's fine, franchise, because that is fucking crazy as it is. Well, because an alien, a predator's never appeared in an alien movie. Yeah, only aliens have appeared in predator movies. Yes. Yeah. So, aliens versus predator is canon with predator, or can be canon with predators. Yep. But. But Predator and Aliens vs. Predator are not canon with Alien and Alien. Correct. Yeah, cool. In either case, Alien's the only good one, except for Aliens. But, um, if you count... Uh, if you count Aliens vs. Predator movies as part of the Predator franchise, I'd almost argue the Predator franchise has more good movies than the Alien franchise. Let's see here. So we've got Alien and Aliens, yep. and we're done. <laughs> no, the fourth one's alright. I wouldn't... Would you say it's a good movie, though? No, it's just right. a dumb, fun movie. Predator. Predators was okay. Uh, Predators is okay. And The Predator I had a good time in. The more I think about it, though, I, I, I really have to stop thinking about that movie because the more I think about it, the more I'm no, like, oh no, my god. Because if you count that, if you count that, you've got to count Joss Whedon's Alien 4. Yes. So, fair enough. I, we okay said way too many that. positive things about The Predator. But then you've got Aliens vs. Predator. You're, yeah. you're at three. That's enough. Definitively decided, Predator, better franchise than Aliens. Moving on. <laughs> Alright. What have you got, Cal? Uh, remember when we used to pretend to stamp a gavel when we said something controversial that we... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, callbacks, kids. To Jeez, 20 to episode 4. <laughs> uh, okay, I th- I'm, I'm sort of scraping the bottle of the obvious barrels now. Alright, that's fine. Um, two seconds. Why? So I don't have to edit it out. Uh, but no one can hear what you're saying, so now it's only half of the conversation. That's fine, that's fine. I don't think it is fine, Sam. I think we should I think you should cut I don't this out. I heard that buzzing, but it was pissing me off. There was like a beeping. No, I couldn't hear it. Yeah, no, I'm just. Uh, that's great, man. Robot ears. I think you're just going out of your fucking mind. Possibly. But uh, let's crack on, eh? Okay. <laughs> so wait, is this my third? Yes. Okay, then I've got a couple. <sighs> I'm really tossing up now. Because <laughs> on the topic of fun dumb. Yes. One of us has got a man... One of us is going to have Shaun of the Dead on this list. Yeah. 
If I take it, is that going to fuck with you? No, I got other options. Because I'm tossing up between it and Little Monsters. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I'd almost say... Just because Little Monsters is so fresh and crisp so, in my head. Yeah. It's a, mm, it's a tasty, fresh morsel. And it's probably, like, as good as Shaun of the Dead There's, in some it's ways. It's more interesting than Shaun of the Dead, less funny. Yes. Yeah, but it's also pretty funny. It's pretty good. Like, I I think... Shaun of the Dead's more aware of the zombie. Like, it's a bit more satirical yeah. than Little Monsters is. And when but Little in, but Monsters also not... is, like, genre savvy... It's not funny. Uh, you see, I do find it funny, though. Yeah. I was going to say, fast ones or slow ones. I died. <laughs> oh, thank God they're not the fast ones. No, I'm just mad. It just makes me angry that they haven't stopped. Or the guy's like... <laughs> but even, like, the general looking through the binoculars, he's like, this playing a small guitar. <laughs> I believe it's called a ukulele, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I think I'm going to go with Little Monsters. Do it. Cool. Little Monsters it is. Um, yeah. We probably don't even, like... Well, see, that, that's why I shouldn't have talked about it. That's yeah. why I should have just picked Shaun of the Dead. Um, so fuck it, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, <laughs> but, like, my point is, comedy horror movies, let's put those on the list. This is what we, we should talk about, and how well they balance the tension and, and the laughter as a way of complementing yeah. each other. We're, look, we're talking about sweet and sour together. Yeah, we're talking about salty... And it's like sweet and savoury. We're talking like really nice clashing and contradictory flavours. Nom, 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 nom. Mm. Little Monster succeeds in just so many ways. Mm. Um, and I think the expect, like the shock of the success of it yes. is a bit of it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Shaun of the Dead, I guess at the time would have been surprising that it was so good. Mm. Um, but Little Monsters is like Australia like pulled through with help from a US, you know, Hulu. Yeah, um, and made an absolutely cracking little zombie movie co- comedy. At the risk of going off on a tangent so soon into this topic, yeah, have you seen Black Sheep? No, it's a New Zealand-made uh, sort of zombie horror thing where the zombies, uh, instead of like being a metaphor for like people, um, like all working in like a flock mentality, like sheep, um, it's sheep. That are the zombies. Nice. That's the joke. That's it. <laughs> That's Great. It. Um, and it's I've really heard dumb. of it. I've seen it in uh, bloody video shops. It's super dumb, and it has a surprisingly good like rating on Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. Well, it's like Little Monsters has a good rating. Shaun of the Dead has a good rating. Mm. These are movies that are liked by people. Mm. Just a lot of them aren't seen by a lot of people. I like, remember. Does, um... Keep talking. Sorry. I was going to say. I remember watching it. Um, on a, like a bootleg DVD that didn't have sound. So not sound, didn't have a score. Oh God. So it was really weird and unsettling. And I felt, I, I remember not liking it at all. And then realizing what had happened and going, oh shit, it's cause they just didn't have a score. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll do it. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the first time I ever saw Shaun of the Dead was, uh, on a school trip. Yeah. And, um... Talking to the microphone, Sam. Got to put the year in because there's another movie called Little Monsters. <laughs> Apparently, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't know it exists, so that's great. Yeah, because it technically hasn't released in America yet, has it? Oh, no, it technically hasn't released here yet. 
Huh. Yeah. Although it didn't get a cinema release in the US. It's a Hulu original. Yeah, that might be why. But according to Google, it's an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Google knows more about Rotten Tomatoes score for Rotten it than Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes does. I've since found it using the Google link. <laughs> it's I a just 100% audience score. Yep. Nine people, you know, that's of nine. Uh, yeah, it's a small... Well, of nine verified. But yeah, yeah. Small sample size, but still but that's... But an 82% for a horror comedy... Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. I wonder what Shaun of the Dead has. Just out of general interest, yeah. like comparison. Yeah. Like a 92, makes yeah. sense. But I, yeah. I mean, it probably does have a much higher number of people. Well, and the thing with Shaun of the Dead is it was also new then. Yeah. It didn't have to compete with Shaun of the Dead like Little Monsters does. Correct, yeah. Um, the first Zombieland has a 90. Yep. Pretty good. The new one has a 68. That's probably that accurate. That's probably that accurate. Yeah. I, I feel... I'm so disappointed in that, and I probably shouldn't be, but... Zombieland 2. Yeah. I very little. Uh, is it to a point, like, if someone asks, should I see it? I'll go, eh, when it's on Netflix. I'd say no. Right. You... you that's Switch, because last week you were very adamantly, like... You were, like, you were for it. And then I said some negative things, and you were like, "Wait a minute." Um, see, I think you're mis- I think you're misremembering this. I think I just more went, "That eh, was fine," um, but there were problems, and now I've sort of gone cold on even the good bits. I think I heard I was listening to the the um, the Weekly Planet, of course, um, podcast. Yeah, uh, and they suggested that it could have been interesting if instead of this like these dumb hippie kind of joke. Actually do something interesting by subverting the zombie genre by having, um, like, uh, um, like having Walking Dead style characters in it. So it's like, how do Zombieland characters, like, how do they clash with guys, like, super serious, like, Walking Dead characters? That would have been... Apparently Emma Stone even suggested at one point, let's literally just... Like, yeah, get the rights. Let's get Andrew Lincoln in. Let's yeah. get them in to do, yeah. do it. And I think that genuinely would have been a really interesting way because you sub- cause it felt like it was trying to do what was interesting with zombies in 2009, yeah. which isn't what's interesting with zombies now. When did Shaun of the Dead come out? Uh, 2009. Yeah. Oh, no, 2004. Yeah, I was going to say, Sorry. right. Because Zombieland felt like, um, like... It didn't feel like a Shaun of the Dead thing. It just felt like, let's do genre-savvy zombies. Yeah. At, at a time when, like, because in 2009, like, um, like the, the Xbox 360 and PS3 were hitting their brownest, <laughs> you know, like, their most depressing, boring, zombie-based shooters. Yeah. You know, like, I think it was just a sort of, it was a product of its time, and now we were, like, now we're so past sick of that, that... You just can't really... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just... it's. They should never have tried to do it again, I think. Yeah, no, I... I, I but Little I Monsters, agree. really good, on my list. Alright, Little <laughs> Monsters is what we're going with. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great. Now I have to decide... Yeah, I'm sorry, because I've which... done a couple in a row now that we're just like, I don't have much to say. But well, because either I do Shaun of the Dead... Yeah. And we continue this zombie... Or I do Hot Fuzz. Ooh. Or I do another zombie movie. I didn't think of Hot Fuzz as horror, but, but it, it is. it totally it's is. It's more of a horror film than Shaun of the Dead. Yes, there's scarier bits in Hot Fuzz than there are in Shaun yeah, of the Dead. Yeah, a great big bushy beard with the Yeah, skeleton. that's horrifying. Yeah, that's... Te- yeah. 
and um, the whole occult thing. This whole idea that like everybody else is out to get you and you didn't even know. Yep. That's scary. Yep. Um, what I was going to say before, did, the first time I ever saw uh, Shaun of the Dead yes. was on a bus on a school excursion school trip, yeah. uh, on an iPad. Pod classic. <laughs> oh, so man. the one that had the tiny yeah, screen. Yeah. So me and my mate were like watching it. Ha ha ha. Battery dies halfway through. Oh, woofed. Uh, and I didn't see the rest of the movie for another like year, I don't think. That's rough, buddy. I saw Hot Fuzz for like, I then saw Hot Fuzz. Yeah. I was like, this seems familiar. Yeah. And then I was Shaun of the Dead and yeah. it all fell into place. But I'm kind of conflicted here because I feel like zombies have influenced a lot of my cultural taste. Mm. Um, and I'm just not sure which one to put here. Well, which if, zombie movie to put yeah. here? Or, or, or whether you should put Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. Yes. You said yes to both of those things. Well, <laughs> well, either a zombie movie or Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. See, I, I'm not sure if there's much else to say on Hot Fuzz. I think we've pretty much nailed it. Uh, but now I, I need to think of a zombie movie, or do I think on it while I mention one of the other movies on my list? I mean, you, this is your last buffer one. Yeah, I know. Then it's the final. then it's the final choice. Yeah, See, I was so hoping I to leave just... the final choice because I I've got a, a safety net final yeah. choice. Um, yeah, I think you should just pick one of the movies you're thinking about talking about now. If that's if that's what I if, if I'm interpreting your thought process correctly, it I, sounds like you've got one that you want to say next. Just need a zombie movie, though. No, you don't. I don't need one, but I feel like zombie movies have influenced my taste in horror so much. Have they, though? I think they have. Although, in saying all that, Army of Darkness, like, Evil Dead, they're, ba- they're possessed, but they're basically zombies in yeah, some way. Yeah, it's, it's the undead. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, an, uh, it's, a, like a, it's an unstoppable force. Look, it's, uh, um, it's got to be Shaun of the Dead, sure. I think. Cool. Uh, or Hot Fuzz, though. I mean, let's just talk about both of them. So, like... Because with, with Shaun of the Dead, like... It, it was so genre-savvy to a young me who hadn't seen that many zombie movies before. I yeah. knew what a zombie was. Um, but, like, I, di- I don't think I really sort of appreciated what Shaun of the Dead was doing yeah. until much, much later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it has to be Shaun of the Dead, only because... When we eventually get around to talking about our five favourite buddy cop films... Um, Hot Fuzz is going to be on Hot Fuzz is going to be on that well, one. Well, because it's going to take up all five of my things, because I don't think I've seen that many buddy cop films. I think you've seen more buddy so cop films than it's going to be Zootopia and then that. Sorry, spoilers for that episode. <laughs> it's going to be Zootopia, then Hot Fuzz, then Zootopia, then Hot Fuzz, and then probably Zootopia again, because fuck it. But what about, right, mm. Frozen? Not a buddy cop film. I would argue that apart from no cops or buddies, it is... I would argue that buddies and cops are the two vital parts of a buddy cop film. You are entitled to that opinion, Cal. <laughs> um, uh, the Heat's also alright. That's pretty good. Anyway. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. yeah, I think it has to be. Um, because it was the first... It was... It was the first in Edgar Wright's style of... Yep. ...of comedy that I'd seen. And that level of, if you're paying attention, you get rewarded. That proper, like, nerd idea. Yeah. It was something that... Like, is now a huge part of, of Hollywood. And even though it was a comedy, it was one of the first horror movies I'd ever seen. Mm. Um, it does have some, like, genuinely, like, spooky gore stuff. Like, when she falls on the um, the thing in the back and she, like, pulls herself up through it and you, like, see the yeah. characters through... Yeah. Yeah. Through, the through Mary. Through Mary, yeah. Yeah. 
Have a Bloody Mary and we'll stuck it back here for shots. Yeah. Bite of the King's Head, stuck it back here for shots. Yeah, love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Like, that that level of, like, uh, that, like... I know, I know we talk about Edgar Wright all the bloody time, but how clever he, all of his stuff is. He's pretty clever, though, isn't he? Yeah, but, and, like, there's a flavour of Edgar Wright. Like, you can, you, you feel his fingerprints all over everything. And I love that he's gone on to do things like Baby Driver, where it's just like it's not the same thing, but it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, like, it's so, so his style. I, I agree. just want more from him. Damn it. Yeah, what's he, he's doing something soon? Um, what's he got on next? Let's have a let's have a quick old squiz. He had Ant Man in the pipeline for ages, and then yeah, I'm so mad that that fell through. Look, he he, especially when Ant Man is now. The least good franchise in the MCU because of the second one. I actually like the first one, the but first I think it's because it's fine. still got Edgar Wrightness all over it. Yeah, and the second one just straight up doesn't. Uh, so the next thing he's doing is Last Night in Soho, a psychological horror film. Love it, starring Matt Smith. Love it. Fair enough. Matt Smith, right? For someone who fucking bails on Doctor Who early. To have a Hollywood career has done fuck all things that I care about. He's done a lot of stuff that hasn't stuck. I feel bad for him. No, fuck him. He's, He's gonna be in the new Star Wars. You mean speaking of things Carl doesn't give a fuck about. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, wasn't he already in the last two? Was hasn't everybody who's ever been in any nerd thing already been an alien in fucking Mos uh, Eisley or whatever? Matt Smith hasn't. Uh, and then he's doing a Sparks documentary. How long do you reckon it's going to take before Disney lose the rights to Star Wars? I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either because Disney fucking will never let it go. But fuck, man, I just want I just want more Star Wars that isn't shit. I think you're going to get it with The Mandalorian. and I'm not watching The Mandalorian. We're going to watch the pilot and talk about it on the podcast. I've said oh, it I on air. I sleep through it and you can talk about it. We'll Skype Bob in. Doesn't matter. Not what we're talking about. We're talking about spook movies. Um, we've covered Shaun of the Dead pretty extensively. I, I think, think, especially in the with... past. Everybody knows what we have to say about Shaun of the Dead. It's just fucking good. It's just great, it's funny, clever. clever. It has to be on. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost work so well together that there's yeah, they have to be on this. They list. have to be on this list. Okay, so my next one. Yeah, is my number four. Uh, yes. All right. I think I might be peaking early. <laughs> um, I remember watching as a kid. Um, it was like school holidays, middle of the day, um, Channel 7 has the rights to like some ridiculous old movies. Yes. And I can't remember when this is from. I think it was from the 50s. The Incredible Shrinking Man. Okay. Have you heard anything nope. about this at all? So, due to a weird mix-up with like insecticides and radiation, this, of course. this guy starts shrinking in his, um, in his like workshop. Oh, yeah. Um, and at first it's like, oh... Um, you know, go and get go and get doctors, bring them back here and help me or whatever, and like, because the, they can't take me outside like this, but like that sort of dumb shit. And it ends up with him, um, being so small that he's like fighting a spider with like a needle as a sword. Like he he slowly shrinks throughout this whole film, and it's all this like, am I ever gonna like? Is this ever gonna get reversed? How is this gonna happen? Like, am I just gonna keep shrinking forever? Will I just stop existing at some point? Am I going to get so small that I can't fit between... Like, that I fit between the gaps and everything? Like, I- I'm so small now that... Like, sorry. 
I'm just ranting. Yep. By by the end of the film, he's he's accepted the fact that he's so small now that if he wanted to walk to the door and walk under the door and escape this room, it would take him months. Yeah. Like he goes from just being like shorter than average to that across the length of this movie. Yeah. And it never stops. It's this permanent like you can't do anything and you're trapped in this horrible situation that will get worse forever and there's nothing you can do. And the ultimate like message at the end of the movie is I've learned that God doesn't care about the size of a human being. There is no zero for God. He loves everybody and he loves you no matter how big or small you are. I don't give a fuck. I'm terrified. I'm st- <laughs> I, I'm falling through the holes in the linoleum. <laughs> ah! Like this movie proper freaked me out as a kid. That's amazing. Was it in black and white? Or was it yeah, color? black and white, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, The Incredible Shrinking Man. I think from 1957, if I remember what I googled earlier today. Yeah, fuck. <sighs> I mean, that is pretty existential. Ant Man does a bit of that. A little bit, yeah. And it could have been, it could have been really great. I thought it was quite effective in the first one. If that was like just the theme of an Ant Man movie, that could be really cool. Mm. Um, but it has to be family friendly. They fix everything in the end, and yeah. But uh, we have also established yeah. that there is something further down. Like you know, once you fall through the gaps in the atoms, you become part of the quantum realm, and and you yeah. can survive there forever. And, yes. you, and there's cloth there. Yes. You can build a weird cloak thing. Yes. And look all mysterious and be Hope Van Dyne. Yeah. Who also ages there, but Paul Rudd didn't. Um, yeah. Best not think about it. Yeah, no, you just don't think about it, yeah. Um, I don't have much to say on it because I haven't seen it. Yep, it sounds horrifying. It, like, just Existential as. That idea of, like, just... It, it's the same as the zombies. It's the unstoppable force. Yeah. It's that you are helpless feeling. Yeah. So I wanted to get that in there, um, even if I yeah, even if it wasn't going to spark too much right. discussion. Um, speaking of zombies, great zombie movie, Dawn of the Dead. Yes. I haven't seen the original one, mm. the remake though, mm. with Zack Snyder's remake. Yeah. Actually a great film. Surprisingly good, yeah. And it has a, quite a few moments of like, oh god, that's unsettling. Yep. The yeah. baby. Yeah, the anyway, baby. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't want to think about it anymore. And, and I think we talked about it last episode, um, where we were talking about like, how a lot of what goes wrong is people just making dumb mistakes. Yeah. And that, yeah, it it's horrifying in a world where you live with proper consequences. Like, we find it scary enough as humans to, like, just disappoint somebody. It's like, that's not a fucking consequence. Getting your fucking flesh ripped off. That's a consequence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that's another reason yeah. why horror movies really stick with us, and that's why something like Saw stuck with me. Yeah. It's like this idea of, like, your sins come back to bite you in some way... Even if it's in the form of a crazy dude who is just obsessed with punishing people. Why Seven's so effective too? Not really a horror movie, but mm. almost is. Mm. Um, psychological thriller, Seven. Yeah. Um, movie. So, for my final choice, I'm going Slasher. Yep. And I think I know exactly where you're fucking going. Why do you think I'm putting on this? Uh, because count. you're a fucking predictable basic bitch boy. <sighs> Look, I just love Scream, alright? And I don't understand why. I mean, I do understand why. Here's the thing. I also wrote down here Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that's that's on my list softly, but I really don't know where I'm going to go with my fifth one. Spoilers. Um, the thing is, as uh, same director. It's Wes Craven. Yeah. Um, they're both great films. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street has a great villain, mm. uh, great 
effects, great scares. Yep. Uh, they killed Johnny Depp. That's always a plus. That is a plus. Uh, um, the thing is, I wouldn't love Nightmare on Elm Street as much as I do if I hadn't watched Scream. The thing is, Scream just like my my love for so many of these movies comes from Scream. Even Get Out, I love Get Out, but I don't think I would have enjoyed Get Out as much as if I hadn't. Because yeah. Scream literally taught me the tropes of this genre, the rules of these horror films. Um, like it's so effective as an introduction to horror film world because it literally goes, "Hey, you've never seen a horror film? This is a horror film, kid." See, I think that like as someone who didn't see Scream, I had that same education from watching horror films themselves and yeah. talking to other people about them. I think if anything, Scream just denies you that. It denies you that social interaction because it, it phrases all these things as like, "Well, duh, you should know them." If you don't, you're going to be one of these dumb teenagers who gets killed. Except Scream gave me the same thing. That same discussion. But see, I think... You, you, I think, just identified a lot more with the smug nerd idiot t- telling everybody how they should be behaving in a horror film. Yes. Yeah. And this is why I don't like it. I also like, though, because you don't get many slasher films where the killer is just a guy. Yeah, that's true. And not even just a guy, but it justifies the quick speeds, the appearing in the same place at the same time, mm. by them being two of them. All Spoilers. the supernatural stuff, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. the supernatural stuff is Scooby justified. Because it's Scooby-Doo. It is. It's, it's a, a violent Scooby-Doo. I don't get why you don't like because it, Because it's Cal. smug Scooby-Doo. It's, I'm smarter than you, see, I've listed out all these things that happen in the movie that I'm also making. Yes, but the point of the movie isn't that. Yes, The it point is, is that... No, because the point of the movie is fuck horror films. Like, that's the main character, Sydney, is like, fuck you, I don't play by your horror movie rules. Except she does, though. Well, kind of. Like, because I like Scooby-Doo because the, the ultimate message is, it's okay. There's always somebody behind the mask. And if there's someone, like, if, if it bleeds, we can kill it. You know, if it's, if it's real and we can tackle it as a yeah. real thing, everything's better. Scream is the opposite. Scream is, no, everything works by these mystical fucking horror movie rules that are dumb. It's like, it's like what Cabin in the Woods is taking the piss out of. Scream does the same thing, though. Scream, like, satirizes those same tropes. I, see, the thing is that we're getting, like, Scream gets into Poe's Law territory. Where it's like, you can either interpret... Like, it is like it is clearly meant to be a parody, but ultimately you're getting to the point where the parody is just doing the thing that you're parodying. You're not actually achieving anything different by taking the piss out of it like, um, like Cabin in the Woods is. Cabin in the Woods is different. Cabin in the Woods cheapens every horror trope by making it seem like any of them could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Cabin in the Scream... Wo- yeah, Scream Cabin in the Woods deifies is really these rules by saying that that's the rules you have to follow in order to survive. Yes, but then goes, but the, but the rules don't actually wholly apply. Yeah, which just goes against the whole thesis of the film. Yeah, to an extent, I guess. I don't know. But like, that's that's why something like Cabin in the Woods works for me, but Scream doesn't. Right. And I don't think you're necessarily wrong for liking Scream. It's just that it's designed to. F- to suck your dick. It's designed to be like, oh, our writers are so fucking clever. They've read TV tropes and now they're so smart. 
The script for Scream is particularly good. You I keep have to saying say. this, and I will never read no, it. No, but but the the reason it's such an effective script is it's like you're watching the movie. That's great, man. I didn't like watching the movie, <laughs> so I'm not going to like reading the script. I think you should rewatch it, Cal. I think it because it's it's so tainted now. It's so tainted with the whole you're going to like it, Cal syndrome. And I'm too contrarian an asshole to be. Who able else to do has that. said that to you though? About it's, it's mostly you. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just, I'm just. It's I, not. I think I, I'm putting forward some pretty valid reasons for why I would prefer other satirical versions of horror. I kind of get it, but I just don't agree. I don't have that same perspective of the movie because because it's what you had first. Maybe, mm. but I didn't. But I didn't have Cabin in the Woods first, and I have the same appreciation for Cabin in the Woods satire. But so I remember watch. I remember watching um, Alien. With with my parents, uh, I think it might have even been Alien Two. Aliens. No, 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 it wasn't Aliens. It, it's the one with the the. Um, it's there's the human hybrid one, and it gets sucked out a little, a very small gap. Yeah. In the ship. Yeah, that one. I think that's. I think that's three. Is that that's three? Four. That's four. Okay. It's it also real dumb. That's not how space works. I don't remember which one it was because I, I remember where yeah, it was super dumb because all the flesh gets ripped off, but then it still reaches out and says like "mummy" to it. Yeah, well, and all the blood's the... being, like, sucked down into space. And I'm like, yeah. you, know, you know you can plug a hole in space with your hand? Yeah. The pressure's not strong enough to rip the flesh off your hand. <laughs> anyway. Um, it, yeah. So I remember watching that, and the discussion was like... like the, it was my parents going, so what do you think's going to happen, five-year-old Cal? And I'd be like, well, yeah, this this thing's going to happen. And they'd be like, uh, yeah, you watch and see, though, because I think this is going to happen. And it was like, it was them being like... It was them doing the same thing Scream did. It was them being, like, sort of smug about it. Well, not smug, but, you know, <laughs> as as not smug as you mm. can get being an adult teaching a five-year-old about horror tropes. Yeah. You know, like, it was that whole, no, the the girl always survives at the end. Yeah. And the black guy always dies first. And, um, and, and it was like, yeah, but why, mum and dad? And it's because cause the movie would end. The movie's still got half an hour left to go, so you know she can't die yet. And I'm like, oh... Oh, okay. It was like learning all those things and have it being pointed out in such a blunt way Yeah, was interesting as a kid and I'd already had that experience. So when you go into Scream and it's all just like, hey, 20-something-year-old Cal, hey, 13-year-old kid, hey, whoever has already learnt all these tropes before, we're going to hold your hand through this like trope learning process. It's like, fuck you, I've already learnt this. I don't need this. Fuck you. I think you just probably saw it at a time in your life when you were super contrary. No, I think I saw it at a time in my life when I already knew the tropes, so it wasn't interesting to learn those tropes. No, but I think there's also something to be said about looking at the tropes as rules, um, because even if you're like aware of the tropes, having a film go, well, these are the tropes and these are the things we're going to play on, and then subvert them in some way is interesting. And I think Scream does subvert a lot of the tropes in it. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it to have a proper comment on whether it's subverted. Do a commentary. No. We have said about everything. And we're never going to. Because commentaries are really hard to do, really uninteresting to listen to, and ultimately mean that you can't actually absorb the movie. The only thing we could actually do a commentary on is something like Shaun of the Dead. Something we've seen a thousand times. Star Wars. Like, (laughs) but Cal, right? No, I'm not doing it. Star Wars. That's no, not happening. Alright, what's your last movie, Cal? Oh, fuck, I haven't got any. No, actually I do. I'm just tricking. Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> Tremors was we're always so going to be on the top. So close to being on my list. Uh, like, because it's a perfect film. 
It is a perfect film. We've talked about this before. It's just straight up a perfect film. Uh, and the only reason it's not on my list is because it fits into like alien mm. territory, and Alien is the film on there for me. But fair enough. But I mean, arguably, it's it's not an alien or anything. It's just a monster. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. I should specify Mon- of monster movies. <laughs> Aliens, my monster. Fair movie. enough. Have I mentioned a monster movie? I don't think so. I think Tremors is your first. Yeah. Cool. All right. Done. Not that those are like explicit rules, but I think they're interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Tremors is a perfect film. I think it might be because have we done an episode on Tremors? Yeah, I think we have. Because why? Because why did I watch it if we didn't do an episode on it? I don't know. Because there's no way, there's no way that I would have gone. Oh yeah, this movie looks like something I should just you know watch, watch. recreationally. I'm sure we. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me it's, have a quick look on the old video shop. Videoshop.com.au. Uh, was a Dice Hut. Ah, oh, yes, that makes more sense. So if you want to hear Cal turn a movie into a board game, yep. Go listen to Tremors Dice Hard. Mm. Yes. Um, it's just great. It is just solid because it, it like it plays on tropes from like even older horror movies. Yes. Like it plays on like the the old black and white uh, scientist explaining everything tropes. Yeah. And it's just They're a bunch kids. of fun. Um, there's that bit where um, Kevin Bacon yells "fuck." You <laughs> at a dead alien. Well, and so also, good because the the alien is like it's not an unstoppable force. It's also not an alien. So okay, the monster, <laughs> yes. the burrower, whatever the hell it's called, is the worm. They're called worms. The right? worm. I don't know, but it's not an unstoppable force. It's yes. specifically stoppable. Like they show you early on, <laughs> yeah, that it bleeds and therefore we can kill it. Yeah, like, it's. It hits the foundations of a building and it stops dead in its tracks. There's things it can't just dig through. Yep. It's not like the Minecraft Ender Dragon that just flies through things and killing everything in its path, destroying every block it never touches. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it has, it has weaknesses. And rules. Mm. And most of it takes place during the day. Very rare. <laughs> it's one nighttime scene, I think. It's like, it's, it's a proper subversion of, of what actually, what normally happens in one of these spoopy monster yep. films. Absolutely. Um, it's a fantastic film. You should definitely go and watch it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should just go watch it. I, beyond saying it's a perfect movie, there's not a lot else to say <laughs> on it. Because it is just a perfect film. Well, if you don't like anything about Tremors, like, if you watch it and you go, oh, that wasn't that good, tell us why, because you're wrong, um, and we'll fight you on Tweet it. us and tell us it's because we oversold it. Yeah, that, we that'll be We hyped yeah. you up. We did. We absolutely <laughs> did. Uh, go on, yeah... Look, I, don't, I don't know. Watch Scream and then watch Tremors and tell me that Tremors isn't a better movie. You can't. You won't be able to. I would even say, <laughs> as far as perfect movies go, Tremors is a better movie, I think. Mm. Um, I do like Scream a lot, though. Yeah. 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 We've established this. Mm. But so that, that's my that's my top movie. Great. It's a good pick. One of them, uh, honorary mention for me that yeah, I yeah. didn't it didn't really occur to me, Gremlins. Oh yeah! I forgot about Gremlins. I only watched it recently. It's a great film. It yeah. kind of fits in that same monster movie category as um, I only remember it because I looked up here because I based my script on it, mm. partially on certain elements of it. It's just mm. such a good film. It's such a good film. <laughs> There's a weird sort of subgenre where it's supernatural rules that you have to follow. Yeah, and like Gremlins, sort of like really 
hammered home what the, the rules, rules are and what yeah. the consequences Which is are why it's rules. so effective, though. Mm. But it's exactly the same sort of shit that happens in creepypastas and shit. Yeah. There's like, if you see a ghost and you uh, and you ask it too many questions, uh, it'll haunt you forever and it'll do these things. Like, th- there's... There's a whole bunch of like, ah, oh, um, you know, you go to the mirror and you say Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and she jumps out and kills you, you know, like if you, yeah. The, yeah. It's setting up rules is this weird subgenre, and I don't, I don't sort of know how I feel about that as a, as a trend. No, but it works very well in, mm. very, very well in Gremlins. Mm. Because it, it, it makes the threat clearly established, so yeah. you as the audience very firmly understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, and that's why it works so well. Uh, maybe we'll do a five favorite Christmas movies. Uh, haven't we already done Christmas movies? No, we haven't. I'm we've sure done, we have We've done an episode on Christmas movies, but five favorite Christmas movies we have not done. Oh, I don't know, man. We <sighs> haven't done it. But Christmas is actually coming up, so this is probably likely to actually happen. I know. I, I don't like these lists. We've got I'm, a... <laughs> I'm, what are bad you talk- at, I'm bad at them. They yeah. always make great episodes. <laughs> They're really always good episodes. They're There's, the best episodes. There are so many things like on this us list. on BuzzFeed. Uh, <laughs> um, the only movie that's on here that we haven't talked about like at all was The Grudge. I haven't seen it. Which is another movie that like proper like scared me as yeah. a kid. But I think I've told this story where like, we were watching it. My mate had long hair at the time. I went to have a piss, came back out. He's got his hair over his face. Going, oh ah. yeah like the thing does and I fucking grab him by the throat and I'm really scared that that's going to be my actual response if I ever do come across a demon <laughs> grab it by the throat grab it by the throat <laughs> try and beat its head in on the drywall we were talking about body horror too Ooh. another one you should watch oh, oh, mm. the thing mm. um, but also an American werewolf in London um, okay like lots of it's transformation sequences yeah mm. there's one transformation sequence mm. such a weird movie <laughs> Really good and a really interesting werewolf rule that I don't know if it exists in anything else or if it was invented for this, but I hadn't seen it before. Um, okay. Basically, it's not really a spoiler, but when you kill someone as a werewolf, they will haunt you. They like appear to you as their dead selves until you, your like the 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 um, werewolf lineage yeah. is killed because they can't move on. Until the werewolf lineage that killed them is killed as well, right? Okay. Um, so they exist in like as like ghostly apparitions in the. Yeah. Um, in that could be interesting. Well, and they do a very interesting thing with it in American Werewolf in London. So maybe we'll do an episode on werewolf movies at some point. Yeah, maybe. And we'll do that and I don't know the Wolfman. Sure. And Twilight New Moon. No. Yeah. No. Not yeah. I've seen it. It's not happening. Well, we don't have to watch it again. We just have to talk about it. Twilight is a dead meme. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I like the first Twilight movie. You would. I genuinely think it's pretty good. I think you're you know what? wrong. The, the book's also pretty good. No, it's not. Yeah, it's pretty good, it's Kel. super bad. The second one's boring as shit, the book. All boring as shit, Sam. No, what the first one's the pretty first good. One? What do you mean what happens in the what first one? What happens in the first one? play baseball. No, that's not the first one. Yes, it is. I think that's like a later one, isn't no, it? No, that's Twilight. That's the first one. Okay, what else happens besides them playing baseball? A completely irrelevant scene. Um, different werewolves. Different werewolves. Different uh, vampires come to town. That's every one of them. Um, well, this is the first instance of that happening. It's... And one of them oh. tries to kill Bella. Also, the first one is her figuring out that he's nah, a vampire. I'm done. I don't care. I'm so you done. started this. No, I, you engaged I, me. I shouldn't have. I'm. I'm sorry, audience. 
Um, we're not we're not talking about this any longer. All right, we, I need to go home. I need to go to bed. This has taken way longer than I thought. We're sitting at an hour twenty five. Ah. Uh, so yeah, tweet us at Video Shop Pod on Twitter. What are your five favorite horror movies? Yep. Uh, next week, uh, Spooktober's over, but it's probably going to be a bloody terrifying episode uh, next uh, week because we've got to watch Terminator. Uh, so it's Terminator. Wait, no, let me work this out. One, no, two, three, four. I'm not five, watching Genesis again. Six. So this is Terminator Six, but really it's Terminator Three. It's not. Yes, it is. No. <laughs> yes. You don't. Arnold have Schwarzenegger. To watch... Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you don't have to, Cal. Watch Genesis again. We are going to have to watch... I'm not going to have anything to say, man. Terminator 3. You will have things that... You haven't seen Terminator 3, right? I Rise of the Machines. I have seen Rise of the Machines. Alright, we should watch wanna. Rise of the... You like Terminator 1 and 2, though, right? Uh, yeah, in the same... Yeah. Yeah, so 3 is good because it's just a parody of the I second one. I wanna... We're gonna do it, Cal! You sound so bad, Zach. You sound so bad. Uh. I'll watch Terminator 3 with you. I need to watch it again. Oof. It's a fun movie. No, I'm done. No, it's good. We're going to watch uh, it. No, I'm cancelling the show. I'm going no, home forever. Cal, one of the... the there's a, shop in, ends. In Rise of the Machines, there's a Terminator that like tries to su- seduce a cop by making her breasts larger. Yes, I've seen that scene, obviously. What? <laughs> Cal, you <laughs> filth. That's what I'm talking about. It's fucking uh, dumb, but in a in a fun way. Mm, 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 no. The thing is... She makes her breast larger, and then just fucking kills him anyway. So what was the point? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, if you're gonna make him bigger and not get him out, there's no point. <laughs> I mean, it's like going for the seduction, he walks up, stab. Like, what are you... Unless I'm remembering that wrong, but I'm pretty sure. No, I mean, you might be mixing it up with uh, um, Men in Black 2. <laughs> Where the alien transforms into a, uh, into a lingerie model on a billboard and then eats people. Ah, uh, yeah. No good. No, no, bad film. Bad movie. I think Ben Still... in Black might be a bad franchise. <laughs> I think it's... I think it averages out real bad. Yeah. The first one's genuinely a great, like, little sci-fi action film. And then from then on, the is average it? is really low. Yeah. Even the best... Even the best of the sequels, three, is a bit... It's alright. Mm. It's got some fun ideas. Let's wrap this up. Everyone's so old. I'm done. I'm so done with this episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening, kiddos. Uh, I don't know. Follow us on Twitter and shit. Have video shot pod. See you, nerds.